As of fourth day, fifth month, year 358, the world ends. Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga episode. My name is Adam, and today we're going to talk about the alternate timeline, Hourglass in the Sky. I'd like to take a moment and thank the members of this channel, and invite you to consider becoming a member by visiting the link in the description below. You can even pick up Dragonlance Gaming materials using my affiliate links. I'm referencing the novel Test of the Twins from the Legends trilogy and Legends of the Twins sourcebook for this information. If I leave anything out or misspeak, please leave a comment below. When Karaman Majir and Tasselhoff Burfoot, Flea Zaman, and Raislin and Crisania enter the Abyss, Karaman and Taz arrive in an unrecognizable future. The sky is adorned with an hourglass constellation, and Kryn as they know it, is dead. Raislin succeeded in everything he set out to do. He defeated the gods and became a god himself, but the world in which he reigned was empty. In the end, Raislin would rule over nothing. This is not exactly what he planned, and in his ignorance, his desire for godhood and power blinded him to the ultimate outcome. We know that in the Legends trilogy, Karaman would then travel back in time and enter the Abyss and tell Raceland what he saw of his future, and that would convince Raceland to abandon his plans. But what if Karaman never made it back? Or Raceland didn't abandon them? This is what is proposed in the Dungeons & Dragons 3.5 edition sourcebook, Legends of the Twins. Let's take a look at what could transpire in this alternate timeline. It takes just two years and two days from the time Raceland Majir lures Tachesis, the Queen of Darkness, out of the Abyss in the Tower of High Sorcery in Palanthus to end the world. This is not a lot of time for anyone to attempt to stop Raceland or alter events in time to prevent this from happening. But it is a time of prophecy and chaos. It all begins in 876 Precataclius. Astinus of Palanthus, working on recorded history as it unfolds in the Library of Palanthus, is presented with a strange volume of history from the Iconochronos. This volume is filled with events that have yet to occur. Astinus is confident that this is a volume that has somehow traveled back through the River of Time, and upon opening it, sees a handwritten note by Karaman Majir noting that he has failed. He is trapped in time and cannot return. This is a prelude to the madness to come. An aesthetic monk from the Library of Palanthus, Brother Lanadon Oakleaf, comes across the final volume of history on 10th month of 355 Alt Cataclius. He was stunned to learn that he was destined to make six copies of the final volume of history and deliver them to the people of Ancelon. This may have been an attempt at stopping the presented outcome or simply preparing the people for the inevitable. Whatever his goal was, on seventh day, third month of 356, Brother Landon leaves Palanthus with the copies. Because Karaman Majir and Tasloff Burfoot are not around for the Blue Lady's War on 3rd day, 5th month, 356, Kidiar Uthmatar and Lord Soth with their dragon army decimate Palanthus, killing Tanisaf Elven as Raceland Majir draws out to Kesis, defeats her, and absorbs her power. What happened next is a chain of events that is seemingly impossible to anticipate or stop. As Brother Landon distributes his volumes, mage storms begin to decimate Kryn. 
Mage storms are roiling violet-black clouds up to a mile wide, which are lit by blue lightning. It brings with it winds of up to 50 miles per hour and temperatures in excess of 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Those unfortunate enough to be covered by them must then suffer a barrage of lightning strikes with a frequency of approximately one per minute. These strikes can kill, or even worse in some estimation, alter the reality of the object or being struck. When the storms finally do pass, they leave a ravaged landscape covered in debris and corpses in its wake. On very rare instance, much like the nature of Raceland himself, some of these mage storms bring light and goodness. They're referred to as light storms and are rarely larger than a mile radius. They rain cool gold and silver drops of water, which can heal and in rare cases resurrect those who have suffered in time. As Raceland continues to defeat and absorb the various gods and their power, he is joined by Chemish, who assists him. This has obvious effects on those who are granted power by those gods. Not only do they slowly become incapable of using their divine or arcane inspirations, but Raceland inadvertently passes some of the power he's absorbing into beings of neutral or evil alignments in the form of vitality. There's also a cult that arises on 28 days, 7th month, 356. It is led by Isil Batavos, these Racelanites, as they call themselves, accept that the world is in fact ending, but believe that those resurrected by the light storms will stand to inherit the world in the wake of its destruction. This cult spreads all across Ancelon, staging mass murders and usurping cities and governments. Brother Landon is killed by a maid storm in the southern plains on 2nd day, 8th month, and raised by a light storm on 25th day, 10th month, 356. And those he delivered the volumes to begin to muster and strike back against the Racelanites and Harriel the Bender, the red dragon who has taken control of Sanction. By 12th day, 1st month, 357, Brother Landon is robbed and left for dead, with the final two volumes sold to traitors in Kuri Khan. Raceland is not all-powerful, however, and continuously needs to retreat and rejuvenate, but he is always eventually successful in defeating the gods. On 18th day, 8th month, 357, Mount Nevermind erupts, killing thousands of gnomes, and on second day, 10th month, 357, the largest mage storm passes over Palanthus, resurrecting all who fell in the Battle of Palanthus and the Racelanites' victims, and the second Battle of Palanthus begins. The mage storms begin to combine in their force, and the light storms end by 17th day, 3rd month, 358. Raceland destroys the gods of magic, shattering their moons as the debris batter Kryn. By first day, fifth month, Kryn is covered in a massive mage storm, and on fourth day, fifth month, Raceland kills Paladine, and the world ends. This is not a time for the faint of heart, but it is a time ripe for a campaign to stop Raceland or alter the river of time. There are more events that do occur in this timeline like with Sturm Brightblade being resurrected and the Lords of Doom being forced to erupt and directed into sanction. But that is all the time I have to talk about the alternative timeline, Hourglass in the Sky. What do you think of this possible future for Kryn? Is it better than the Fifth Age? And finally, do you have any ideas on how to stop Raceland from ending the world that differs from Weiss and Hickman's? Leave a comment below. 
I would like to take a moment and remind you to subscribe to this YouTube channel, ring the bell to get notified about upcoming videos, and click the like button. This all goes to help other Dragonlance fans learn about this channel and its content. Thank you for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga, and until next time, remember... I have failed. The spell sent me too far back. I cannot return. The device is broken, and I have lost the kender. May the gods forgive me.